So you think you can just walk into the lower party city gym and just grab your next gym badge? Not on our watch. If you want to get this badge, you're going to have to earn it by listening to this whole episode. Let's see if you have what it takes. Lore Party will not actually give you a badge for listening to this entire episode. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Bruce. And we should be giving out gym badges. I mean, should we? I don't think we're officially licensed. Oh, by the Pokemon League? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I have uh, you know, the reputation or the, uh, the clout to be giving out badges or to be going against the Pokemon League. I used to be a part of the Pokemon League in Kent State. Still got a bag full of badges I can give out. So, all of our listeners, feel free to challenge Bruce to a Pokemon match after this episode. Please, do it. I double-dog dare all of you. I will give them out. I will mail them to you, if you can beat me. (laughs) But yeah, today we're talking about gym leaders, which are probably one of my favorite, like, type of, like, roles or, like, characters in the Pokemon universe. They have just such a specialized role, and I really like that. Yes, and yet there are no, there is no exercise equipment in any of the gyms. Well, it's not that kind of gym. <laughs> it's a better gym where you don't have to work out unless you want to. But okay, I think it's more. I guess I don't even know if it's like a lost in translation thing, but it's more of like a dojo than a gym. Okay, so you know, okay, you ever think about that. I mean, I'll give you that. Pokemon Dojo gym leader people. So right. why don't we set up then briefly what a what is a gym leader like high level for anyone that's never played Pokemon because I don't know, they just skipped out on life. Right. So a gym leader and a gym are just a structure that is usually in a very heavily populated city in the Pokemon world. Uh, There are at least eight for each region, and they are just these people who have this entire setup, and they represent a portion of the Pokemon League where children have to challenge them in order to earn a badge. Yeah, they're basically like licensed by the Pokemon League to test out trainers. So on the episode today, uh, we're going to talk about gym leaders the role of the gym leaders and uh we're gonna got some some other special content to cover so let's uh let's get into it uh so i don't know what is your favorite thing about gym leaders uh my favorite thing about gym leaders really are the fact that you have these people that specialize in one type of pokemon and are extremely powerful and prevent you from getting to like the next town unless you beat them. When I play Pokemon as an adult now, I look at it and, you know, I used to think like, you know, as a kid when I'm completely annihilating these guys because I have an excellent team of Pokemon because come on, I'm the best Pokemon trainer there is. But I realized like as an adult, like, hey, these people are actually super like they're experts in their field. 
they're like running this gym and they're the pride of their town. It's almost like not necessarily a mayor, but you're this like, you know, high ranking, respected official in your town. You're an expert and you're like a powerful Pokemon trainer. So I just think like being in that role, gym leader and having that responsibility and kind of, I don't know, being looked at as like the champion of your town is is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I also uh, like the just monotype and the theming. Like if you are super into, let's say baseball, guess what your gym's going to be? Baseball diamond or like a baseball stadium. And you got, you know, your cronies dressed up in baseball uniforms and it's, you know, all themed around what you like. And that's super cool to me because it's just like, this is me. I'm the strongest and this is my style. And this is the city style because of that. Like it, it comes with the territory. You have your own territory. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, you see that too. It's not just, it's not always just styled around the type of Pokemon that, you know, the, the, type of Pokemon that they use too. Like it's a color, could be a color theme, like you said, or it could be like baseball or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's up to that person. It can also be just around their philosophy. You know, we got like Blaine, who is uh, the fire type gym leader in the Kanto region, who has a bunch of little mini quizzes that you have to do to answer uh, the question to to get to the next door to fight him. You've got, you know, Sabrina who has the psychic gym with teleporters and having to figure out uh, all your spatial awareness there. It's all about how, you know, they even fashion their gym challenges. You have to go through so much, but you have to do it on their terms. Yeah. So it's it's kind of safe to say that, like, the role of the gym leader isn't to just battle a trainer because like, you know, what would separate them from a bug catcher or, you know, some just some asshole on the street. Exactly. Who you make eye contact with like randomly. And now I have to spend five minutes fighting them. (laughs) No, (laughs) I think gym leaders are there more as teachers than just obstacles. They're there to show you, a lot more about how to fight and not just fighting harder. It's fighting smarter. And I really like that. They're still just monotypes, but that's still a challenge. It's not just, Oh yeah, let me just get my blastoise and just destroy this rock gym. Sometimes there are really good gym leaders out there who can still teach you something without you just, you know, one shotting their entire team. Right. And like we said, like it's even like the, the, you know, the style of their gym and the challenges that you face when you're outside of a battle, too. So it's like they're training you mentally and physically. And I think that's actually like a decent transition to like, I guess, what makes a good gym leader or how do like what other responsibilities do gym leaders have? I feel like that's a very good question in a lot of different ways. One is I think as a person that should be viewed like is a gym leader, a good gym leader because they're hard to beat, but they're an asshole. (laughs) Do we have asshole gym leaders? Lieutenant surge, like (laughs) number one dude's a douche. Wait, why do you think, wait, 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 why do you think? Okay. Okay. So 
like he taunts and flaunts his Raichu at Ash like he is the shit. And I get it. Like, that's the gym challenger. You got to show him that he's got to be like tough as nails. But you're just like you're rubbing his face in the dirt while you beat the hell out of his Pikachu. That's I feel like that's a little unsportsmanlike. Hey, that's just military style. And I felt uh-huh. like his Raichu eventually got whooped so bad. No one wants to do that evolution anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like they basically fat shamed Pikachu's evolution and were like, he's too slow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you think it's like that? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess the most annoying part about him to me is just his voice was like, <laughs> but, but like, you got to involve your Pikachu as soon as you catch it. Right. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's going to be weak. <laughs> but, but I, <laughs> I do agree. Like personality plays into it too. Personality and battle skills. Now, what I wonder is like, I think, Definitely gym leaders are like funded through the Pokemon League and everything. Yeah. But like, is it that their is that their full-time job? Is that their like bread and butter to go to the next day? Or do they have another job? Is this a volunteer gig? I do think I do think that it's more than more than part-time at least. Because I think that gym leaders are have have a ton of responsibilities. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest like windows into the personal life of a gym leader. Uh, at least in game wise is in Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald where you as the protagonist are the child of Norman, who is the uh, gym leader who because of his position has to uproot his entire family. Can't, you know, really be there as a father for his child growing up. Uh, and of course has to like give up his tickets to go see uh, the meteor shower uh, with his wife and like you just wonder just like wow that feels like it's putting a damper on your personal relationships because like that's your job and like that's your responsibility and you're kind of at the beck and call of every 10 year old who thinks they're hot shit <laughs> true true that i mean hey who needs a family there's when there's pokemon battles about but i think that sucks it it does. It does suck. I mean, I think that it shows that gym leaders also have not only a responsibility to, like, develop Pokemon trainers, of course, and, you know, to make sure that people are qualified to challenge the Pokemon League. They also have a responsibility to their community to, um, you know, to kind of maintain the reputation of their, their gym. So they have to they have to be there unless you're Giovanni. Uh, you know, you could just do whatever you want because you have cry money. enough money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, exactly. But like even. Oh, my God. What is what is the Pokemon Sword and Shield? You know, the big dude who's a grass trainer, like the first gym. Milo. Yeah. He has like a lot of responsibilities to his community. Um, You know, he does like what sheep herding and farming and and whatnot. And he also maintains the gym and he maintains the gym for the type of Pokemon that he trains and with the Wulu that helped graze it. Yeah. And then just, yeah, some of the grass Pokemon and like he maintains his gym in a manner of that, like fits the responsibilities that he has outside of the community too. So he trains, so he tests like newcomers uh, to see like, are they capable of, of, uh, you know, like doing these things like hurting these Wulu and 
whatnot. And but do you think that's something that he has to do? I feel like that's part of his personality. But like, th- look at Nessa, like the gym leader. Right after that, she is um, a supermodel and a gym leader. I don't think she's like doing a lot for the small port town that she lives in. I think that what she does well is she maintains like a good reputation for the town and for the gym. And I think, you know, like order, like if there is a Pokemon problem, I think that it's kind of your duty to go out there and fix it. If you are the gym leader of that specific, you know, part of the region. Right. And we see that a lot in uh, Sword and Shield, too. Um, Yeah, with uh, the Dynamaxing Pokemon coming up everywhere. Yeah, every like few minutes <laughs> feels like, but they'll they'll like you know the gym leaders have responsibilities to their community. Um, we've also seen gyms where they've been you know do things just like like Misty's gym in the uh, show. They were also entertainers and they you know put on shows every now and then. So there have been a lot of like oddly themed gyms where they do things that are way outside of just doing Pokemon battles. So I think like. A gym is there to like support the community and I think maintain a certain like reputation and also develop Pokemon trainers. But I mean, also like it, I've even though in the Galar region, it's more of a spectator sport. I feel like in any Pokemon region, getting a gym in your city is a lot like getting like a football team in your city because that is guaranteed merchandise, guaranteed tourism, guaranteed like economic boom in your town, in your city. What if you're like the Cleveland Browns gym? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to be at the bottom, dude. (laughs) Oh God. Well, I don't know what town that would be. Pewter city. Um, (laughs) (laughs) shots fired. Oh, Brock. (laughs) Good thing he's, Rock type, because man. Oh, God, yeah. That shit stings. Got him. But <laughs> but I think, like, that is like, okay. So we, we did talk about, we kind of talked about responsibilities and, like, you know, different themes in gyms. But I think that we're still missing, like, what makes a good gym leader? So, like, if I wanted to get a gym in my town or if I have a gym in my town, like, how am I a good gym leader? Am I a good gym leader just by, like, kicking ass and taking names? I think a gym leader can't just be a really difficult to beat person. I think this gym leader needs to have not a gimmick, but a very sound strategy, something that has to have the challenger think on their feet, but they also need to be a pillar of the community. People like Milo, people like, uh, I'll say Jasmine from uh, the Johto region where, you know, she and her Ampharos like, you know, light the light tower. Like you have to be a volunteer. You have to give back to the community. You have to be involved in the community that you represent. Right. Um, and, you know, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, being this person willing to help a gym, uh, a gym challenger in anything that they do. It's obvious that, you know, it's not always just trying to get a badge, but you know, if they're in trouble, if there's ever a problem, you got to be there at a moment's notice. And it kind of sucks because of personal reasons, but I think being a 
good gym leader is just being a gym leader that's there for everyone and less for themselves. Right. And I think it's it's because like, you know, when we focus on like developing trainers, we think about like the young trainers or like, you know, the brand new trainers, but like gym leaders have a responsibility to any trainer that challenges them at all. And and like, you know, when you look at Pokemon Origins, they even had a conversation where Brock was like, as a gym leader, we have specialized teams based off of the amount of badges that someone has. Like, so they're conscious of like, you know, who's challenging them and the expertise of that trainer. And we even see that in gold and silver when you participate in the Kanto Pokemon League or, you know, like they're when you go and battle their gyms, it's like, whoa, what was like a level three <laughs> or like, you know, like level 13 gym battle is like level 60 now. Right, right. They have Pokemon and teams specifically designed for each difficulty level. It's not that Brock only has a Geodude and an Onix. He's got an entire menagerie of Rock-type Pokemon. But he's not going to use that on some kid with a Charmander and a, a, a Weedle. But it also shows that like they command great respect and that they're great trainers because they have these multiple teams. Because... Training a lot of Pokemon is still a, is a difficult thing. And you're always at a disadvantage. Yes. Honestly, anytime a gym leader is able to win, I feel like that's just the perfect example of why they are a gym leader in the first place. Yeah. Because on, you're a monotype gym leader. You only have one consistent weakness in almost every one of your Pokemon. It should be easy to defeat you. But it's because of that good, savvy techniques that this person has that makes them so difficult to beat, but also fun in a challenging way. All right, we're going to keep this conversation going. But first, I'm going to fight my Machamp. Beyond the Stars, an ancient secret beckons. Armies clash and fight for dominance, unaware of the part they are playing in cosmic destiny. Among the chaos, one soldier, the Master Chief, stands for hope and becomes a beacon for all humanity. Hello, I'm Connor, a regular producer here on Lore Party. Join me and my co-host Jaden as we explore the world of Halo. Come with us as we jump into the intricate stories behind the games, explore the many thrilling adventures that take place throughout the setting, dissect the ethical quandaries that arise during futuristic interstellar conflict, and much more. To find our series, simply search for Halo in your Lore Party feed. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the great journey. Being a gym leader is mastery of many things, but I think most importantly, it's mastery of yourself. That's what makes a like a a good a good gym leader. You're there for the community. You're there to develop trainers. You know, you are giving a lot of your time and effort into like maintaining the reputation of your gym, making sure that people are efficiently challenged, that you're, you know, you're, you're there and you can challenge everyone and that you're helping your community. Now that is some good gym wisdom.
Yeah, and you know, um, I'm reminded, <clears throat> I'm reminded of a uh, a very good quote from a wise man. Okay, that I feel like is a really good segue into the next part of this episode. <clears throat> and the quote goes, the phrase "It's just a game" is such a weak mindset. You're okay with what happened, losing imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn and always room for improvement. Never settle. Lawrence? Yes. Did you just equate ninja to a gym leader? (laughs) Hey, man, if the shoe fits. It doesn't. (laughs) Hey, man. This 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 what the hell are you talking about? This should have just come from the Bible of how to be a good gym leader. Oh my god. I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. And I just we of course are talking about B from uh Pokemon Sword uh in the newest uh Pokemon shorts that are coming out. What are they called? The Twilight Wings. And I wanted yes. I wanted to put that quote in here because I thought that it fit the next part of our episode quite well because we are focusing on a specific gym leader and their journey, but I think it fits the whole scope of what we've been talking about with what makes a good gym leader and the responsibilities of a gym leader. So like just to kind of briefly go over this short that we're covering, it focuses on B, uh, the fighting gym leader from the Gala region. She challenged Leon Uh, Her fighting Pokemon got clapped by his OP Charizard somehow. And it just really, she takes a a hit. She takes a hit, like, just mentally. It, like, really affects her spirit. And so she goes out to train in the wild areas. And, you know, we see, like, she really goes out to train in the wild areas. She's doing, like, Rock Lee-style, like, doing push-ups with a rock on her back. She's fighting wild Pokemon hand-to-hand. She's fighting her own Machamp hand-to-hand. And she's hiking. She's rock climbing. She's, like, trying to push her body to the lengths as far as it can go because she knows that she needs to be better, that she wants to improve. Right. That, like, because to her, that loss... It represents so many different things as a gym leader. It represents, it's the obstacle that she needs to overcome to be the best. And I feel like she she views it as like more of a hit to her reputation. I think it's more of a hit to her pride and to any gym leader's pride when they get, you know, beat. Even, I think, especially when it's close. She, I think, takes great pride in her strength and her skill. And Leon is, you know, the champion. He cannot be beaten easily. And whenever you get like that close to beating the one person who can beat you, I mean, that's got to hurt. Not as much as fighting a Machamp hand to hand. Yeah, I don't know how she did that. Like, she's a little twig and she's like going head to head with this giant forearmed beast of a thing with Machamp. My God. But I think what the really interesting thing is with her is that with Pokemon battling, the Pokemon and the trainer have to be, you know, mentally or emotionally connected. 
it doesn't really have anything to do with physicality. But we see that with B. She still trains with her Pokemon to make sure that she is in the same amount of physical prowess as they are. And I really enjoy that because, you know, with fighting, you know, that's an extension of your body. That's an extension of your strength. But she wants to be with that strength, too. And what I like about her entire journey, everything that she went through, um, because like she was being reckless. She, you know, she hurt her arm fighting Machamp and her Pokemon are trying to tell her like to calm down and chill. And like she's, you know, she's still pushing herself forward. But I think like what I talked about earlier with the mastery of yourself, that was like, you know, a core concept of being a gym leader. Like, I think that's it's not always just being like, you know, I'm 100 percent cool, calm and collected like she I think she the fact that she was able to understand that, like, hey, I'm pushing myself too hard. I need to slow down. And there's also a strength in relying on others because, you know, when they they get trapped in a cave together and she kind of finally calms down and they find a way out and she's trying to pull rocks you know, like to, to break through, she finds some loose rocks and she's trying to pull them and she almost gets crushed. And even at that point, you see that she's still feeling like she is alone in this, that she has to work this hard for her Pokemon, not with her Pokemon. She came to realize that she had pushed herself too hard. And I think she was trying to make up for it by finding, you know, by like, by digging everyone out, like you were, like you were saying. And, and like, I think my, my favorite part of this entire short was the fact that as soon as those rocks fell, her Pokemon were there. They pushed, they, you know, they protected her. And that's because of her relationship with them. Yeah. Honestly, like you need to, you know, you need to be that expert. You need to be able to command, res- not even command respect. You need to be able to earn respect from your Pokemon. And I think that she has, she's, done that like her pokemon have genuine concern for her like they want her to eat they want her to be healthy they want her to not use the arm that just got wrecked (laughs) like you know yeah like they really care about her well-being it was never just a game it was just pokemon (laughs) shut up (laughs) um but I mean, yeah, like, again, gym leaders are very complicated people because they come in so many different uh, lifestyles and shapes and sizes. And they can, I feel like they can do a lot, you know, like they don't have to just be this cookie cutter, Nurse Joy, Officer Jenny kind of type thing. Like, these are the first representatives of the Pokemon League that you see, and they all just are oozing character and uh, design elements and really have this philosophy that they carry with them. And each of them has their own story, their own background, and their own reasoning for being where they are. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Now go get that badge.